0: Welcome to another episode of Mediocre Dads. I am your host, Quan. That is my co-host Josh. Hey, what's going on, guys? Josh here. Yes. <laughs> um, we are back with another episode. Uh, but before we get into this episode, I just real quick wanted to say thank you for all the views that we got, all the the likes, the shares, the subscribes, uh, the new subscribers that we got too. youtube channel this is a podcast but we do post on youtube so any new subscribers on youtube we see you we hear you and thank you and then also on spotify we do acknowledge you that you exist there too Uh, i personally enjoy spotify and so you know any new subscribers on any of the platforms really we thank you thank you for the views thank you for watching that watching that um that episode if you haven't seen that episode haven't heard that episode Please go back on to, like I said, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, and you can watch, listen, whatever your preference is. I know most people listen to their podcasts while they're driving. I do at least. So if that's what you want to do, you could put it on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you can listen to it that way. Uh, But without further ado, I just want to say thank you for that. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. And this episode is going to be different uh, because different but the same, right? So we're doing a series. Real quick, I'm sorry. I know Josh. Josh wanted to say something. I could see it in his face. So, <laughs> uh, we're doing a series, and the series is called War Zone. And uh, this is a kind of a three-part series. And we started Parenting from a War Zone, and this episode is Parenting is a War Zone. Um, but I'm gonna let Josh explain it because he's better.
1: I at don't know it. about better. Uh, Thanks, Quan. (laughs) Um, You know, just to to carry on with the banter that you're giving there and, you know, giving out, you know, accolades to everyone and thanking everyone. I want to thank everybody for the feedback as well. That really helps um, us drive the ship a little bit. Um, Sometimes we get off on the left and on the right, but um, the feedback that you guys give really helps out quite a bit, gives us the ability to reframe and, you know, go over our thoughts a little differently. So I greatly appreciate that. With this episode, episode 7, here we are, part 2 of the Warzone series. Uh, Parenting is a warzone. The reason that I say that is, you know, one, to get clicks on YouTube and Spotify because we use the word warzone, number one. Uh, And number two is because parenting (laughs) can be, it can be, it has the capability of being a warzone. If you're parenting alone... Probably doesn't apply to you. But if you're parenting uh, with someone else or with multiple people, then it is a war zone, and you have to make sure that you're playing your cards the way that they're dealt to you, and you have to be able to communicate effectively. I am a horrible communicator. As much as I try and look at new ways, I'm a horrible communicator, and I'm trying to overcome that podcast is helping out quite a bit with that, you know, just being aware of it and then saying, all right, I know that this is a shortcoming of mine. How can I fix it? And then, you know, becoming vulnerable. So the, the the premise of the podcast is how do you fight through the fire and the flames in order to come to an understanding with your partner so that you can become a a unified front and then take on the challenges that come with parenting in order to get us over that hump, uh, to the closer of, of this series, this three-part series, uh, to, um, out of the war zone, parenting in peacetime. And, you know, with that, you know, how do we get there? We know that, we know that we have a goal of getting from where we are to that peacetime. And I just wanted to have a conversation. I know this is probably going to be a long one, but. What steps do we take in order to achieve our goals? How how are we reaching that peacetime? How are we negotiating the obstacles that we come face-to-face with? And there's a bunch of different ways, but I would like to hear from you, Kwan, the experiences that you've had thus far. You're early on in marriage. You're early on in fatherhood you've learned a lot of things very rapidly i know that that first year of marriage is always super quick you look at back at it and you're like holy crap how did i how did we already get here to the one year anniversary and you know Mm -hmm. the honeymoon phase becomes you know more of a a way of life at that point in time and hopefully if you're doing a good thing uh, you're pursuing your partner on a regular basis. You're continually dating that person, and you're not getting lost in parenting. And uh, those are the topics that I want to go over. And, you know, I might have a couple tricks uh, for, for some soldiers out there um, that may be able to translate a little bit differently if, uh, if you understand um, basic concepts that are the English language. And the eighth grade reading level, (laughs) because the Army gives us all these field manuals and training manuals. Well, there's not one for parenting, but there's a lot of things that can translate, if you know what I mean. So those are the the topics that I want to delve into. But first, my question to you, what types of things have you seen in your relationship so far that has shown you that you parent differently than your partner?
0: Uh, so, wow, it's a, it's a deep question there because I mean, there's so many different things we could go into right within, within that question to, to really answer that. But I guess I would, I'll start with is, and I think I would, I think we kind of, we, we we went to this last week, but, uh, when we, we talked about parenting from Warzone. Um, so in my household, I'm more of a th- authoritarian and. While I don't necessarily enjoy being the authoritarian at times, um, some of the difference that i've I've seen is because I've more or less established myself as the authoritarian within the household uh my- my oldest she tends to receive what I say more versus in comparison to my wife now and i don't want and I don't want to make this seem like she just blatantly disrespects my wife, but if i'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you guys, there are times where she just blatantly disrespects my wife. No, I understand. And, um, I get it. Yeah, e- exactly. And you know, you y- you don't want to downplay the role of of your significant other uh, as as if they're not. They don't have a. Uh, they don't bring anything to the table because, but because being a parent and parent is not a just a an authoritarian thing, right? Yeah. Right. It's it's loving, compassion, and but also setting rules and standards. And so like the difference between me and my wife in that aspect is she provides a lot of that loving, that loving side. And so when something happens, my daughter does tend to run to her uh, on on that side. Versus in comparison to me, it just depends what, you know, what happens or whatever the case is that uh, something that occurs. Right. If she gets hurt, she might run to me. If, you know, if I'm yelling at her, uh, you know, let's just be honest. We yell at our kids. We can sit there and on social media, act like we're holier now, that we don't yell at our kids. But let's just be honest. We yell at our kids. Guil- uh, guilty. And, uh, guilty. And so, <laughs> right, you know, say I, I, I know that a lot of people like to pretend as if their kids are perfect and they don't yell at them. But let's just be real. We yell at our kids uh, because we were yelled at. And to some effect, or it has an effect, Yeah, right? It's not to the answer, but it has a certain effect that in the at the end of the day your kids tend to listen. So um but anyway, you know, the differences in the parenting is that my wife has a lot more patience than I do. And so she is very quickly to, uh ready to listen and understand versus me who's my patience is is not great. And I said this two episodes ago that my patience has improved because of the army, because the not ar- that hurry up and wait method that they love yeah. to hit us with. Uh, it definitely taught me a form of patience that I didn't know I had. And so I've applied that to, uh, to my parenting. And I don't know if I'm getting, getting ahead of what we're, what, we, what we're supposed to be talking about. Cause I know you said we were going to apply yeah, yeah. that. But um, for me specifically, you know, that hurry up and wait method is, uh, is, is, is kind of where is where that patience for me has come from because I bef- previously was just like go 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 go, and that might have been the young man in me, but I don't know. Um, so for you, Josh, though, what what is it for you? Like different parenting style? Do you and your wife uh, um, have different parenting styles, or you guys sync on sync on on, on, mat- uh, on all matters of parenting? I mean, obviously I, that takes some time. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean? but are you guys?
1: There's never going to be two perfectly compatible people. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. We need to stop looking at this whole um, soulmate thing as being that puzzle piece that completes the picture. No, not going to happen. You find somebody and you say, you're the person that I want to do cool stuff with. Let's do cool stuff together for the rest of our lives. Move on. Great job. Now, over time, there's going to be small little nuances that creep up and you're like, I... Well, I wasn't expecting this from you. Now, how do you react? So the the thing that I want to get at here is, you know, parenting being a war zone is more along the concept of how you communicate with your partner to get those desired effects. So the parenting styles often clash whenever you have someone um, who is a gentle nurturer versus someone who is more of a hammer or iron fist parent um and you know i was i was born in 86 and brought up through the early 90s before you know technology was a great thing and there was you know access to so much information so again you know like we we talked about prior it's you know It comes down to time availability and then what you're going to do with that time. Now, let's say that um, there's a situation that you just handle and you move on. And it's not the way that your partner deems that that should have been handled. So I'm not talking about parenting and in the thick of it, kids screaming, you know, not creating these scenarios, but it's when you find yourself with your partner and you want to handle things or have already handled things one way, or your partner wants to handle things one way and they handle it or they already have. And the conversation that happens afterwards, how does that work out for you? Do, is it one of those things where you sit down and you say, all right, maybe, you know, it, you've got, the effects that we were both looking for, but you, the way you went about it, I don't think that I would have done that. Or do you just keep your mouth shut and keep it moving? Like, that's the type of things that I want to know.
0: So, I, you know, there are some things that, you know, when it happens, Aubrey is very, she'll, and I know, I, I, know I made a mistake when uh, she looks at me and she gives me that look. And I'm sure you're, you're your significant other has a similar look uh, of yeah. her own where y- something happens and they look at you and because because how you react they're like Mm-mm, who's not right again. and who's wrong Kwan, though
1: who's right who's wrong you got the look you automatically feel like you've done something incorrect who's right who's wrong S-
0: so real quick i'm not i'm right 90% of the time in my house Um, Now, if you talk to my wife, I'm probably... That's not the case. Uh, It's flipped. (laughs) However, uh, in reality, I think, you know, it depends the circumstance, you know, to be honest with you. I think it depends. And I agree. Because it it could be uh, she spilt something on the floor and my initial reaction is to go over there and let her have it let her know what she did was wrong even though she knew she what she did was mm-hmm. wrong let her have it and just kind of laying into her kind of like a drill sergeant would okay. you know what i mean and my my wife is kind of looking at me like why what are you doing right now like it's she just spilled something on the floor it's not like the floor, the there was a hole burnt into the floor you don't need to you don't need to be yelling yeah. like that or scare her into into thinking that every mistake she makes in the house is it's like a, it's an end of the world type of mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, I'm appreciative. I'm a very appreciative when she does that because we, at the end of the day, you know when I'm sitting there, sitting there pondering, thinking about how I did today. Uh, because I always say, it, right, being mediocre's choice, refuse to be mediocre. And so I, myself having done, having started the show or us having started the show, I have to, you know, at the end of the day, kind of conduct a, ar if you will on myself to say how did i do today what can i where did i do good where did i do bad and where can i improve absolutely and you know and so for you know exactly so it's like her giving me that look it makes me think back into the situation and i'm calm you know i'm relaxed and i'm like okay i could have handled that mm-hmm. differently um and there then there's other aspects of it right she uh where she might disrespect, and we were kind of about talking about disrespect earlier, but like she might disrespect her mom. She might say something that she's heard me or her mom say to e- to each other, not knowing that we're being sarcastic because you know, she's five; she right. doesn't understand sarcasm yep. yet. Uh, and then you know me going going about it like, hey, no, don't talk to your mom like that. You're being disrespectful. And and then kind of not you know not getting that look, kind of being like, okay. This that was an acceptable way to handling that, or kind of getting like kind of a surprise look of like, oh, I expected you to (laughs) yeah go off the rails if if you one of those. I I am I am
1: proud, but I'm surprised and I'm taken aback right now. So let me have a second to process mm -hmm. this, while I also admire you, and that's the point that I'm trying to make, right? So you when you're parenting. It's not just two. When you're parenting with a partner, it's not just two. It's not just parent and child. Right. It's never just parent and mm. child. It's parent, child, parent, or parent, child, partner, parent, child, parent, however it is. It doesn't matter. And then you add in another kid. And this is where things start getting fun. And you have to start, you know, playing chess on a regular basis. You add in another kid, and this right. is something that I'm excited to watch you grow through. Because, you know, I... I, d- okay. I didn't have someone that I communicated with on this level that you and I do and talk about these things. But it's going to be great to watch you go through it. And it's when your kids team up on you. When your kids team up on you oh, and they're, cl- and they're clicking and they've got all cylinders going and they start winning and they start feeling what it's like to have some control. They're gonna be a united front and destroy you. It's gonna happen. How are you going to react to that? See, and then also, with that being said, you're gonna be proud of them for being such a solid team. Right now it's you know, it's sisters, right. and you're gonna be like, Man, those sisters are tight. It's great. I love hearing them giggle and laugh. But at the same time, you're suffering. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: And, and, you know, it's funny when you said that I immediately kind of, I had a smile because I would be, that's like one of the most, the proudest moments that I, I think I'll ever, I'll ever have is to see the genuine love they have for each other to team up together and say, Hey, our target is not each other. Our target is our parents. We have to make them (laughs) suffer. They have made us suffer for so many years and they're going to continue to make us suffer. It is our turn to get payback because we know a little bit more now. We're a little older, a little bit smarter, and now because we know a little bit more and we have a little bit more, more knowledge, we are going to get payback. And I'm going to be excited for that, right? Because I want to see, you know, to see them grow mm-hmm. together, and to see them bond together and to be a team. Because I, i I always implement into my oldest like, hey, you take care of your sister, and then I'll ask her a question. I said, who has your brother well, Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she knows. She and she'll be like, she goes, mom, yeah. dad, and. You know, sister, and I'm like hundred percent. And I was like, "Who's back? Do you have?" And she goes, "Sister and mom and dad. Right? We're a team. This is a cohe. This is a cohesive team. At the end of the day, we are prepared to do anything and everything for each other. Now, they are they are super young, so they don't understand that concept yet. But me and my wife, we're a team, and we move as a team, and we're fully prepared to do to lay down our lives for those two little girls at any given moment. And you know, and Hey, you know, listen. I, I know YouTube doesn't like certain things, but I'll say this because I want everybody to know how much I really love my two, my two daughters. If I'm laying down my life for my two daughters, whoever other entity that is involved in that will be laying their life down too. Well, so just just yeah. putting that out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, you it's an unwilling sacrifice, if you will. But you know, you're you're now a part of this. You wanted to mess around and find there out you it know is. what mm-hmm. I'm sorry josh real real quick though did you in Joe Joe rogan actually there's a video of Joe rogan kind of like he went to like the uh he went to a dark place if you will um because there's this dude there's a video of this dude and he's on this bike or he has his biker suit on he was on a bike, and these little girls I don't know if they're handing things out or whatever the case might be, and this dude just. The, where the video starts is essentially he goes over there, to these people, and this the man's recording, and he's like he goes just get away they don't have anything they don't have anything, and this man walks over to what I believe is his daughter the guy the man who's recording his daughter, and he snatches, papers or something from her hand, but it, there's a there's a little quick tussle right there where the, she's not letting him take the stuff, and he's kind of like pulling pulling and he finally grabs it and the mom's just kind of like yelling and the dad's like hey stop they're kids they're kids leave them alone joe rogan so the video is on his he's on his podcast he watches the video and i forgot the guy who was with and he looks at him and he says he goes he goes you're right joe he's like that's not your he goes that's not your kid he goes no yeah no (laughs) he goes he goes no your kids are all right man they're safe he goes you went to a dark place he goes yeah it's bad i go to that dark place all the time yeah yeah. but you know what's crazy I, as I'm watching the video and him and kind of experiencing seeing what he's seeing because he has daughter Joe Rogan has daughters. Um I'm not saying Joe Rogan's name just to get, you know, plugs. I'm just saying because, you know, I was watching it. But uh anyway, he was um he has daughters, and as I'm watching this video, I'm telling you, man, I went to a I went to the to the dark. Is that your first ever. time? I'm a God fearing man. No, no, no oh, okay. absolutely not. Well, I mean, no. in
1: the concept of looking at it as a father, like with your girls, is that, is that the first time you've gone uh, there?
0: Yes, yeah. 100%. Okay. 100%. Mm-hmm, 100%. Uh, I've, you know, I've played scenarios out in yeah. my head, but like to see that happen and know that's real life. Yeah, you know, like I went to, I thought of a lot of things that would have, <laughs> that would happen to an individual that would ever think that they could approach my kids. And there wouldn't be any video. That wouldn't that wouldn't happen. There wouldn't be any video. That man was recording a video. I, I just that man was recording a video as his daughters were getting berated by another grown man. There wouldn't be any video. That wouldn't no, exist. No. Unless my wife no, was recording. So, but like I said, me and my wife are prepared to lay our life. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm going to a it's different good. place here. It's what good. I'm saying is uh it's uh is um Yeah, it's that's it it's it just haunts me to think about yeah. that, right? Because we're protectors of our kids because our p- kids are so precious to us well so Ugh, not a, sorry yeah I went to a no, place it's, it's
1: totally fine, <laughs> and you should and you should visit that place often because if not you won't be mentally conditioned to take on the you know the um, the inclement weather as as you could say as it comes um, but but at that's any mean. rate, like you know it it's our job as parents to keep our kids safe for, for me that's the number one mission is. Keeping them safe. Sometimes that may be, me, yep. you know, safe from me, from my emotional outpour. And that means I got to go take a walk. Yeah. Sometimes it could be safe from mm-hmm. mom because mom needs to go let off some steam and go do some stuff, go hang out with the girls for a while, you know, whatever it may be. And sometimes it may be the neighbor. Sometimes it may be the kids that they play with. Sometimes it may be someone that you trust. You know, and statistically proven, most of the time it's your family. Most of the time. So, yeah, I go mm-hmm. to that dark place often. I sit in there, and I understand what it's about. I strengthen those, you know, those muscles so that I have the ability to be calm in in a scenario that happens like that. And you know, we can we can go on this just a little bit further and then and then segue over. Uh, but. um one of my teens, she came home the other day because a boy had... You know, I, I thought it was flirtatious actions, and, you know, we let things go for a little while. And then I had to stop it. Um, so she called me, and she's like, Dad, I'm pissed off. I'm on my way home from school, but I'm pissed off. This is what happened. This kid, you know, the one. And I'm like, yeah, I know the one. Stole my phone again, started running away. Looked at the kid and was like, I'm not like you. I don't have, you know million dollars in the in the bank and have the ability to go and grab a thousand dollar iphone whenever someone breaks it so please bring me my things back well the kid you know taunted her and did these you know these other things and then eventually it got a little physical and my daughter ended up you know hitting the ground a little bit scuffed up her knees and uh, i didn't know all of this until after the fact she gets you know she's on the phone and i said okay where exactly are you and she told me exactly where she was and i was like is the kid in close proximity with you and she's like nah he didn't get on the bus today um whenever it was time he he went to a different one i was like okay wise move you know god's looking out for him and um she gets home we evaluate the situation i start gathering some intel on on what's going on and how to best handle this situation and, um, spoke with the, with the vice principal and then, you know, talked with my daughter again. And I told her, I was like, listen, I'm like you're pretty tough broad. I think you can stand up for yourself. Are you comfortable with doing that? And she's like, oh yeah, I am. And I was like, well, why haven't you thus far? She's like, kind of didn't want to get in trouble. I'm like, all right. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for your hall pass. Okay. You're good to defend yourself. Don't start anything. But you have the right to defend yourself. So I called up the vice principal again. I was like, hey, courtesy call. My daughter now has the green light to take care of herself. And then we'll deal with everything on the back end. Because I'm not putting up with this. And if you don't handle it, she's going to take care of business on her own. So that's, you know, that's the teenage look on something like that. Um, And, you know, something that just happened this week. You know, it's fresh on hand and have everything to pull out. But... Segueing into the next thing, um, I've been using this new thing, um, and I don't know if I came up with it. I don't know if it's already out there in the world. But, you know, over this past week and, you know, since we, we did the last episode and we talked about, you know, the topic of this one, it's like how am I triaging, how am I categorizing um, the safety, well-being, and overall life quality of life of my kids? How how am I triaging emotional things that they go through on a day-to-day basis? And then, you know, I took it a step further and I said to myself, Well, how am I involving my partner in this parenting um extravaganza or circus, if you will, of what, you know what parenting actually is? And I'm like, man, the army has all this stuff that's already there. It's already printed. Let's just rinse and reuse. Um, so if you're parenting with a partner, a tool that you can use is the l- nine-line medevac card. Nine-line medevac card. Super simple.
0: I have not memorized that <laughs> card. I'm not going to lie. So uh, if you memorize it, you're yeah. awesome. And all the soldiers out there are... Uh, do, do do other branches use that too? Or is it just us? Is that just No, so family?
1: the nine-line goes all throughout all branches. It's a universal code.
0: Okay, so if you know it, and you haven't memorized yeah, you're yeah. awesome unless you're a medic if you're a medic it doesn't count because you <laughs> have to memorize it to the to graduate yeah. your school but tell my other people you're awesome sorry yeah, so go ahead i don't have that thing memorized. no let's try <laughs> let's translate
1: let's triage let's categorize let's let's determine what we need to do and let's let's do it you know Like we would do some sort of sergeant's time training. You know, let's talk about, you know, what the goals are of it. Why would we use a nine-line Medivac card when parenting? Why would we do that? Well, we're not talking about medical emergency. We're talking about regular everyday things, like anything and everything that has to happen. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're sitting down with your family and you're talking about all the things that you have to get accomplished over the next, you know, five, seven days or 30 days, depending on how you do your family meetings. It's none of my business. But go over these things and have these discussions. Hey, these are the categories that we're going to go over as parents in order to make sure that you have the best quality of life, you have the greatest amount of security, and you have the ability to flourish in however you want to live your life under the guides that we give you. So line one. You know, line one is location of pick up site location to pick up site can directly translate in parenting is where do I have to be to make this action better and I need to inform my partner of that as well you know like what is what is the situation that's going on is irrelevant at this point in time hey babe this is where we're at hey babe we're at the baseball field hey babe we're at softball field hey we're at this field number three we're wherever we're at you know, dance competition, we're at the school, whatever it may be. Location, babe, this is where we're at. Well, line number two is, is radio frequency. Radio frequency, we need to translate that into how we're going to use it as parents. If we start with a phone call, let's just keep it that way. Let's get everything out and get it done. Let's not go Facebook. Let's not go text message. Let's keep Everything in the same form of communication until everyone is reunited or the goal is met. Number three is number of patients by precedence. How do we translate that? Do you have one of your kids with you? Do you have all of your kids with you? Do you have some kids' friends with you? Like, how many people are there with you? How, you know, this, you know, allows the, the partner that's not in the situation to come in knowing exactly what's going on because they may come in with an attitude one way or they may come in with a tactic one way that will work but it may embarrass the child or embarrass the other parent depending on who's available and who's the company in which is going to be around equipment is line number four what do we need in order to achieve our goal hey, you know, I'm stranded here I can't leave this area we've got a situation going on with the kid I need you to bring this what I need you to bring, what I don't have, or what we're going to need in the future. Security at the pickup site. Security at the pickup site, we can alter that completely and talk about what the, like, how hot the situation is within where you are, where your line one is. So you can discuss, you know, are you in a full-on meltdown with your child? are you dealing with sadness? What type of emotion are you dealing with? Sadness, anger, grief, um, happiness, joy, whatever it may be. What like What is the situation? How does it feel to the other parent? And then uh, line seven comes in, and it's completely irrelevant if you're looking at it from a civilian standpoint, but we can translate it. It says method of mark marking pickup location. So, if you're in a crowded parking lot and you need to make yourself completely different than everyone else, if you're a dude, it's pretty easy. Pull off your shirt, wave it above your head, you're good to go. Um, however, you need to mark yourself in order to gain attention of your partner as they roll up to whatever situation you've got or w- however it may be, or you're just labeling what door they need to go in. You're just telling them wh- you know, where they need to be in order to gain access to where you are. Uh, Line number eight is patient nationality. Doesn't matter to us, right? So we're going to translate that to uh, if there's an injury, where we're going to go. Like, this is the medical facility that we're going to, or this is the route that we're taking to get from point A to point B. And then we've got line nine, NBC contamination, obviously not going to deal with that unless you've got a kid that's sick and you're dealing with vomiting or diarrhea or, you know, whatever it may be. That's where you're going to discuss that. So using, you know, these different checkpoints, communication is clear. You're getting everything out to your partner and you're not going to forget something. So being able to categorize and list, and you know, I just pulled out the nine line uh, this past week because it's one of those things where it's like, once you, once you know what you're trying to accomplish with it, it's not one of those things you necessarily have to memorize when you you know you're having a civilian to civilian conversation. It's you know let's get the information flowing, let's get everything out there, let's let that partner know exactly what's going on instead of them walking through the front door. Uh, at home and hear nothing but screaming and anger or you know or one kid's in trouble and you know the parent comes in and they're like immediately pulling them out of you know whatever punishment they're going through and undermining you but they're doing it unwittingly. Now if we give them these you know individual categories and go through the list we're effectively communicating and we're going to have active listeners because it's going to be obnoxious. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because Line line yeah. one, boom, 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 line two, boom, boom <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be obnoxious and you're going to yeah. get an active listener because it's going to be funny and obnoxious all at the same time. So it, using tools that are already out there, like the nine line is going to give us the ability to determine how big of an emergency is this? Do I need to even contact yeah. the other my you know, my partner? Do I need to get her involved in this? Or is this something that I can take care of on my own? We get down to equipment. Do I have everything? Cool. We're in good shape. I've got all of these tools in my toolbox. All I have to do is pull them out and exercise them and not panic. Not lose our temper. Because I feel like 95 of my parenting woes come from my inability to to accept the fact that i cannot control the emotions of the child i can't do it you can't you can't control Ooh, them
0: hurt myself you can't right do there. it
1: kwan you cannot tell your daughter how to feel can't do it you can't change how she mm-hmm. feels either so being able
0: go but, ahead but doesn't it, it 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 up man so i you know that kind of that hits home because I w- I was just dealing with this uh, earlier today, right? I can't. You're right. I can't control how she feels, but like still, y- you know, I want to understand how she the feels. Big difference like, there, though. I don't have that sympathy, but I don't. I'm that right now. I'm I'm calling myself out here. I'm unable to apply that sympathy card when it needs to be applied the most, right? Because I'm. And, I blame the I blame the army to an extent, right? Because I feel like in some extent I've been hardened to in a lot of situations where it's like, hey, I see a problem and I need to solve it. The problem is you crying, and I'm figuring out how do I need to solve s- solve you from to stop crying yeah. essentially. Um, but there's no sympathy involved. It's just like a mission. You know what I mean? It's just like another mission, another thing I have to do. Um, but anyway, now like that that I did when you said it, it just kind of hit home because I I was dealing with that earlier and I and I and I want to understand how she, why, why she feels that way but I can never like I said in my mind I'm like why can't she just feel the way <laughs> I feel where it's just like this is a dumb reason to be crying why am I even crying alright <laughs> so, so why can't the world feel how Quan feels all the time first <laughs> of all
1: Quan you're a speck of dirt in a galaxy that's a part of a m- bunch of different galaxies you are unimportant so she should not take time in order to change her emotions based off of what you want. End of story. That's, that's done. Yeah. However, she wants the same thing you do. She wants to be able to understand her emotions. That's true. She's not understanding them, so the only thing yeah. that comes out is anger and discontent. That's it. Because that's the easiest ones, and even as adults. like I've recently had to do this, where if anger is the first emotion that pops up, I do not trust that asshole. Nope, I'm waiting. When anger passes, I'm going to trust that next guy that rolls up, though. And that's the emotion I'm going to roll okay. with. Because anger lies to us. Because anger puts us in that fight or flight. Well, fight or flight isn't yeah. about a text message. Fight or flight isn't about opening an email. Tech, you know, Fight or flight is literally to protect your life. And when anger pops up, our brain says... Stick with that, stick with that, stick with that. It's super easy, and it's going to get everything that we want. Well, the brain's right. It is super easy, and you're going to get short-term effects. It's going to happen. You're going to get short-term effects that's going to allow you to be okay with the situation. You're going to move on. But if you stop trusting the asshole anger, and you wait for the anger to go down a little bit, and then look at that next emotion that follows up, you're going to say, okay, I'm better equipped to work with this and then whatever emotion comes out of that because there's you know so many different adjectives that describe emotion whatever one comes out of you that's more true than anger and your daughter is going to accept that or she's not going to accept anger because she's got plenty of that it's not for you it yeah the anger's not for you the anger's for the fact that she cannot explain to you how she feels or what she wants or how she wants it done. Yeah. That's where her anger stems yeah. from and where it goes to. And yours, I know because I have the same anger, it's like, listen, kid, the show has a counter on the bottom corner and it says there's eight more seconds. You don't have to cry for all eight of those seconds. But they do. <laughs> and there's nothing Mm. you can do about it. You can
0: literally press next. You can.
1: You can't. But what if you can't? She can't read yet, but What if you can't get to it? No, I know. What if you're elbow deep in, you know, cooking something? What if you can't get to it? You know what I'm saying? These emotions, they're going to pop out. And she doesn't know that angry is a liar. She has no idea. I was was middle-aged before I realized that anger is a liar is just the first thing yeah, that, you know, anger's the first thing that pops up and we just deal with it. And it's just like, all right, move on. And you and I and many of our peers have been conditioned to not even worry about anger. Just use it. Use that anger. How many times have you heard that in your life? Oh, you're mad now? Use that anger. Oh.
0: And, you know, I said that, I said this like, uh, it was two episodes ago. Um, and I was talking about how, you know, we can't be so quick to get it's so easy and it, it, you, i am kind of just you know repeating what you said but um we it's so easy for us to get so angry and then say go to your room or go do this yeah. or like go sit in the corner you know what i mean it's so it's, it's so easy for us to get angry and just accept that this feeling is the best feeling to have and then use that feeling to get the end, the best end result that we want and hope that this we'll never have to uh, acknowledge this thing again, right? Whatever the situation or the situation that happened that led to this, to the moment of me telling her to go to her room or whatever the case might be. But the reality is you end up dealing with it that same day or the very next day or two days from now, but it still happens. And you, the result that you hope to come didn't yeah, come, yeah. right? You thought it was going to be over yep. and done with, but it's nope. not. Um, and so, and this kind of goes back to the conversation we had previous about time and all that, but, uh, where kids, how kids, uh, conceptualize time. Uh, but, uh, but you know, you know, anger is so quick for, it's so easy for us, but we need to decide, we need to pick something else. Like you said, that second emotion that comes. And for me, that second emotion tends to be the, the calm and the, and the, um, relaxed emotion of, why is she crying? I, I want to make her feel better. How can I make her feel better? Not and not in a, sense, in a sense of like, let me bribe her. Let me, let me, you know, blah, blah, Obviously, if she did something wrong, you know, I want to understand why she's upset because, you know, there was a, con- there's consequences, to everything that we do for kids as well. So I want to understand why she's upset. Then I want to have that conversation to say, okay, Hey, I understand you're upset, but this is why you got in trouble. And that for me is one of the things that I've been doing where it's, um, Anger still comes, but then I kinda turn back to uh that side of where it's like, Okay, hey, do you understand why dad got upset with you? Do you understand why I was yelling at you? Or, you know, I you know, I'm sorry that I yelled at you, I raised my voice. That was unnecessary, but do you understand why you got in trouble? You got in trouble because you're not allowed to do this. And the craziest thing happens. That thing doesn't happen again. Most of the time. Yeah. And most of the time, most yeah. of the, obviously, you know, as she's. I'm not saying that my kid's perfect. She, to me, she is, but you know, most of the time, it doesn't happen. Or when it's about to happen, you see it like, like "Oh, like, let, you know, like, yeah, let me think. Let me think. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Last time, dad didn't. Dad didn't appreciate yeah. doing that. I, mean, I don't know if that's exactly what she's saying, but then I, I kind of see it on her face, and she doesn't do it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, it was. It's strange, but it was, it was a victory that I never thought I would ever be able to see and happen occur yeah. in front of me yeah. uh, and, and so yeah it was, it was, it's, it's weird, man, uh, but like I said, or like you were saying that that, that those, these emotions that we have like we we have to we have to learn to be the ones to dictate to determine how we feel. We can do that, we just have to learn how to do that. A lot of people allow their emotions to dictate how their day is or what they're going to do in that situ- any given yeah. situation. We have to learn how to control those emotions because we can control those emotions, believe it or not. We can do it. It just takes time. I may, I
1: may need you and, to call me you know, every morning and say that. Every morning, that needs to be the first thing that I hear. You can control your emotions. I, I need to hear that every day.
0: I think it would work. Oh, and I, I do... I, I'm with you because I'm the same way like I we can't control our, I can't control my emotions when someone told me that and this was I was in year th- two or three in the army and I had an NCO she said you wear your emotions on your sleeve she goes don't worry I used to do the same thing and to this day I still yeah. kind of do that but she goes you can't you can't wear your emotions on your sleeve and I was so upset that she said that to me because I was like nah I'm stoic nothing gets <laughs> I'm hard you can't, you
1: can't break me. I'm hard.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You know, a freaking twenty-one-year-old Kwan was like, "Oh yeah, no, psh, you don't know what mm-hmm. you're talking about." But my face was literally telling her everything she already she already needed yeah. to know. And at the time, I didn't know that. But yes, my face. By the way, if we're ever having a conversation and you say something crazy, my face will tell you that you said something. Facts. Crazy. Um well, at least i thought you said something crazy but Perhaps. nonetheless my face is going to tell you and then we can ag- we can acknowledge yeah. it from there anyway nonetheless yeah. um we can control our emotions man and we just want the moment we learn or we, we accept that and we kind of um we kind of say okay practice th- how to control our emotions we can teach our kids how to do it we can implement it in our homes and teach our kids how to do it teach our partners not saying teacher partners as if they don't know how to do it, but help them to do the same thing to reach the same goal. So we're all on the same page. Cause like I said, in the beginning, me and my girls were a team. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We're a team. Me and my wife were a team. Yep. So if I learn something, they need to learn something uh, or at least know about it. So we can all be on the same right. page. Uh, so we, we can move the forward or uh, move forward the best way to move forward. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You move Sorry, forward together. T- yeah. T- t- yeah. There. I mean, I, I, yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. And, it, when, when you find that ability to be able to to move together, it's a great feeling. Mm. My problem is that when when I start to feel it, I don't want to let it go, and I don't want to relax on it a little bit. The anger, no, or the, the unity. Like once we get everyone, you know, okay, once everyone okay. in the, in the family unit is is moving together and things are going well. I have a problem with sabotaging it because I'm a perfectionist. And, like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, in the Army, it's always like, all right, you did great. But I think if you did this a little bit different, we would get better results. And maybe this a little bit different, we'd get better results.
0: And, you know, I... there's always seems to be a bad, always, right? Always. There always seems to be a negative versus just like, hey, man, you did that 100% yeah. perfect. There's nothing you need yeah. to change. Next time, do exactly what exactly. you just did. No, there's always, you know, maybe you could have tweaked yeah. this a little bit, but yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I, I, I get
1: that. I get to the point where it's like, all right, it, it almost turns me childlike because, you know, how mm-hmm. we were talking about the evolution of a tantrum and how we get from point A to point B um, in the tantrum, and it's that oh, feeling yeah. of the energy back and forth, right? Well, Me being the person that I am, always vigilant, hyper focused, always, you know, like looking for the next thing to do right and, you know, the next thing to make everyone in the family's life easier. I look at everything and I say to myself, like, you're not doing enough. The first thing that's going to happen to me is like, I'm going to be overwhelming and overbearing on, you know, one or all the members of my family. And then, then yeah. I, I watch it, and it, it just completely, you know, falls apart. And I'm like, where where did the unity go? Why? We were, we were working so good. What happened? And then come to find out it's me. I'm the person that's sabotaging it because I'm not just rolling with it and living in the moment as kids do. So, you know, when we get to this, or when I get to this point, and I'm watching things just, you know, kind of unfold, I'm thinking to myself, all right, we're done doing this how do how do we how do we stop so I'm, I'm right now, my focus is when things are going good, how to not drag my whole attention to the fact that, that things are going good and just enjoy the good things that are are happening so that
0: you know what I think you know what I think well, it is no, I'm sorry, go ahead no,
1: that's, that's it. go page. ahead. what do you got? No
0: you know what I think it is um, in this again, I don't want to make it seem like we're just blaming the army for everything. There are some positives that we have learned oh, from for the sure army. for sure um but you know i I think I think what it is from the Army is we never were really taught how to be in the moment. And always prepare yeah for it. so that's the thing and I was thinking of, I was thinking about this uh, when we first started speaking about the about this being the topic of the episode uh, I was thinking about how like I have a hard time in being in the moment and in really and genuinely enjoying the moment that I'm in rather than thinking about trying to think about five to ten steps ahead of what's gonna happen next and how to prepare for those moments and never really enjoying the current moment that you're in to say like I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen 15 minutes from now. What I do know right, is happening right now is we're on this cool battleship. I went to a battleship today. We're on this cool battleship, and we're we're uh, looking at these um, we're looking at these planes, and we're on this. We're high. I don't know if you've ever been on battleship, dude, but it's 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 ridiculous. It's the cool one of the coolest things ever. Um, and you know, and you're just sitting there, and you're and just enjoying the breeze and the moment, and just being that moment. And not think about okay, where am I going to get food? How am I going to get home? What's the best route? What time am I going to be going home? Am I going to be doing this next? Right? Don't even think about that. Enjoy where you are now. and Be in that moment now, because though you can, when you're in, when you enjoy that moment, that moment longs it lasts longer. It may not it it may not be last longer in the sense of actual time, but in your in when you're enjoying it in your head in the in the moment or whatever. You, f- it, it, it feels like it's going on forever, and you're in uh, a serene, bl- a bliss of seren- a serenity, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and so, like I said, going back, I feel like I've learned that that from the army, where I've never really been able to enjoy the moment I'm in because it's always been like, "Hey, this is great. We did a great job on this mission, but are you tracking the five other <laughs> missions that we have going on next? Yeah, are you ready for yeah. those things? Right? So. That is, I, I don't know, I just kind of felt when you said that it kind of resonated with me, and that's the first thing that I thought of, of of how we never really talked to enjoy those moments. But the moment you learn to enjoy those moments, the moment you learn to really take in those moments and say, like, I'm just going to be here. I don't know what's going I don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now, ten minutes from now, from an hour from now. I, you know, I don't know, but I'm just going to enjoy this moment here, right? We're sitting on this battleship. And my daughter's looking around and she's like, dad, what is this? What did they do here? And why did, why is this? Oh my gosh. I can see the, I can see the ocean. I can, you know, dad, take a picture of me. Oh, Hey, we're going down the stairs. All right. We got to be careful. Like, you know, like just being in the moment, just enjoy that yeah. moment there rather than, and you know, I, I keep repeating myself rather than thinking in the future or in the past, right? Being the moment. Um, yeah.
1: So, know. you know, I, the most prolific and wise thing that I've ever heard in my life is that um, the past has passed. P-A-S-T has P-A-S-S-E-D. Mm-hmm. And you shall pass it up, and it can never be seen again. You're never going to have that moment again. And I'm tr- the beauty of this whole thing, and, and you did pinpoint it very much so... And I'm not going to you know beat a dead horse here as as the army educated me and molded me into what it needed at that moment in time when When all of that happened, it became more about how far out can I reach in time to effect, how far mm-hmm. away from yep. where i'm at can i be and i was constantly living 3 5 10 15 20 25 years in the future constantly looking at those you know <laughs> those large decisions that need to be made and you know being a consultant if you will for the powers that be and you know presenting a good product to those individuals on a timely manner I never at any point in time sat back and said, how can I utilize these skills right now? Or how, what am I learning now that I can use later in the future? I never stopped to say, this is exactly what is going on. I, you know, it was always, this is what I see can happen in the future. And I directly took that into my whole life approach And I never developed the ability to slow down.
0: Slow down. Breathe
1: through an emotion. Actually feel what's happening around me and be a part of it. So that's the key. You can do everything that I just listed and still not be a part of it. My problem is if I'm doing all of those things... I look like the weird guy in the corner, because I'm like dazed off. I'm in space, and it's like, yeah, but you don't know no. the effort that I'm putting in right now, just to hear everyone's voice at the mm-hmm. same time. Like you don't understand, like how hard that is for me.
0: Ear hustling every conversation. Yeah, oh, man, to be pay attention and then also think about, okay, how are we leaving here? Just the, the smallest thing. How are, go, yeah. how are we getting out of this room? When we gotta go? How are we getting out of this room? What direction yeah. are we going? Oh, jeez, almost almost like we're robots. Sometime, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we
1: are, man, and it it's it's a scary thing, but at the same time, it it's humbling whenever you can you can turn around and you can actually recognize that. And you know, I've been yeah. out of the army for I don't know what is it now eight months, seven months, something like that, and mm-hmm. I still walk with my fists clenched. I still you know take my first step. On my left foot, um, it. <laughs> I I don't carry anything in my right hand. Still, there's these are all the beauty of it is it's all learned behaviors. So if I learned how to do it, yeah. if I took this knowledge in, then I can also push it out and I can bring other knowledge in, and that's where resources come into play. Like who am I gleaning on right now in order to seek mentorship? As someone that's my age. And I'm not sure that that happens a lot anymore. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we were sitting down talking the other night and it was like, or no, it was the other day. It was during the day and it was like, I miss the barbershop environment.
0: Like. Oh, man. Every two weeks I'm there. You know,
1: I'm at the barber every two weeks as well. However, I'm talking about the experience. I'm talking about walking in and automatically everyone knows everything about you. They know your grandparents. They know, you know, mm-hmm. your entire lineage. They don't care about anything. They want to know how are you. And I'm not saying that, you know, every barbershop's that way because there's no way that they are. But the mentality of keeping people around you that want to check on you not check up on you, not see what you're up to, but to check on mm. how you're doing. I feel like that's not a part of things yeah. anymore. I mean, just like the other day, I hadn't heard from you in, I don't know, 48 hours. All right, listen, I'm codependent. It's the way that I live. Viewers, sorry. that It's just I need to know that Quan's okay. <laughs> I hit him up with a comms check. That was it. Comms check. I just needed to know that you are right because I knew that you had plans and I knew that you and the family were going to be traveling. I don't need to know your play by play, but I just had a feeling. Kwan, Comshek, what's up? You responded. We were good. We were good. And I feel like (laughs) if I don't set that example for my kids, nobody is going to receive this treatment later on in life. And if I'm not doing it to other people, if I'm not checking on how someone is actually doing, no one's going to check on me either. And believe me, I know because I've been there. And, you know, establishing a community and having people to be able to communicate with inside and outside the home. Because you need absolutely to communicate with your partner. Absolutely. Have Every conversation, zero lies, no omitting of anything, no, you know, being foggy about anything. Speak the damn truth to your partner. Once you speak that truth, you guys handle business because you start telling partialities of things and that's when the work begins and you're never going to come back from that. Then... I need yeah. somebody to, I need somebody to call. I need somebody to go have coffee with. I need somebody to go have lunch with, and just talk about something else. And mm. then I need to have somebody that I call, and just sit and chat with, have a conversation. Then I need to have somebody who can mentor me, at the the current age that I am, at the at you know with aspirations that I have, maybe they were in that field. Always seek a mentor as a dad. Always. Because, you know, like, I'm sure, Quan, you've had coaches and mentors in the military, and there's a big difference. A coach is someone who knows that they're giving yep. you information. A mentor doesn't have to know. They can if they want, but it's not an obligation. Um, and in the military, we... We, do th- we have mentors at different stages of our career in order to achieve a goal, right? Why can't we have those in our civilian life? Why can't we call up somebody that's unrelated to us, but we identify? They've gone through some stuff, and you have the ability to bounce ideas off. Like, hey, there's some serious stuff going on with the kids right now. I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty details, but this is a synopsis. What would you do? Boom! Great conversation,
0: right? Great yeah. conversation. And I think, but like, as dads, though, we we don't we don't really reach out to why? each other and and kind of speak. And I, I I don't know. And you know, so this this so this is this kind of this is a great segue. Great job, Josh. You know, so uh, this kind of this is why uh, I started Mediocre Dads. Is because I wanted to be able to put out my frustration, my my frustrations, my ideas, my my hopes, my dreams, my, my all these feelings and these emotions um, to other dads, right? To kind of say like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm experienced. If you've experienced it, come up on the net and then you know comment or send me a message kind of be like hey this is how i this is how i kind of this is what i did to get through this situation this was what worked best for me um these are whatever the case might be right because it's crazy right when as fathers when we go through things um with our kids and we're trying to figure out how to navigate fix these situations uh we don't never need to give a play by play most dads can sit there and say i can no. guarantee you this is probably what this is probably what's yep. going on, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell you I'm gonna keep it real general and tell you kind of what I did. I don't need to know the A, B's, and C's. I just I'm just gonna tell you, based off of the information you've given me, I can personally tell you that I know what you're talking about, and this is how yep. we handled it, right? And so, for me, how I figured out what the best way for me, um, so I'm. I am a, I'm a Christian. I believe in, uh, I believe in God and all that stuff and that Jesus died on the Christ for our sins. So I go to church every Sunday. Um, and I have had a calling to join a men's group. So, uh, on Sunday I'm signing up for a men's group, um, through my church. And I, at one point I would, I would have, I have aspirations to lead the men's group, but for now I'm just going to be a part of the, I'm just going to be yep. a member. And Within that, though, what that what my intent is with that men's group is to is to hear from other men about what they're going through. Especially, like you want to get all sides, right? You want to go through the side of the the guy who's who has who had three or four kids who are now in their twenties. You want to get the guy who's similar to your age who's has teenagers mixed with a with a younger child or younger children, and he's they're navigating that 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 land those landmines of going ups upset the teenager. But you also want to keep um, enforce the rules. But then you also, you know, how how are the little kids receiving and watching that? What's going on with that relationship, and so they can see what their left and right limits are. That type of father right there. And then you want the father similar to me, who has young ones and who's still learning and adapting to all these new things that are going on in life. And then also the guy who doesn't have kids, who just got married, and is still learning how to be a good husband before he learns how to be a husband and a father and figures out which one comes first, Mm -hmm. right? And so I'm joining, I'm joining the men's group and they yeah, we meet every Thursday, um, well, they meet every Thursday and I'm joining this men's group for that, for that support. And so I don't know what, what the viewers, what you guys, you know, what you believe or what you're into, if you go into church or whatever, dumb denomination you have, but I recommend, um, if you're, if you're looking for a mentor of, of, of some sorts, right? I mean, first and foremost, I would say that Josh is a great person to reach out onto social media through mediocre dads our contacts on there if you want some kind of you know someone to uh someone to uh, really talk to um you know message mediocre dads and you know if you want to to josh you know definitely put you in contact with him And he kind of message you message back and forth to help you with some of the things because you know i learned a lot from josh um every time we come up every time we get on these episodes um sometimes i don't know where he's going with a lot of things uh and then he he wraps it up with the bow on top and i'm like gosh dang man i wish i would <laughs> came up with that deal. the nine line the nine line thing that was that was that was impeccable man i like i was like and you know what's funny you know talking about being in the moment all i was thinking about was okay how and this is gonna sound really bad how are we gonna market that gosh well, i already oh, talked man, about are it we gonna create shirts yeah, i already talked about it my gosh my yeah. freaking my adhd man my mind was like I'm ready, yeah. uh, um, but uh, uh, but no. no here's but, you know, honestly, here's so how we like market it is, real that, quick. That, that is some real good quick. advice. This is how we market it.
1: It's a refrigerator magnet. Things start going crazy. Just walk like to the it. fridge. You got a list.
0: That is that is a beautiful idea. Not, not just a hat rack, my friend. not just a hat rack. You've been thinking. Yeah, about I've this. I've had a few days. Um, but it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, um, I think this is going to wrap up this episode. You know, um, we heard a lot from Josh, uh, and it's important. Like I said, um, what I'm learning for myself is to listen. Right? I tell people all the time: two ears, one mouth. Right? God gave us two ears and one mouth. If He wanted us to talk more before we, to li- before we listened, He would have given us two mouths and one ear. But He wanted to listen. He wanted us to listen first. So, I, you know. I really appreciate you Josh and and all the insights you have and how you're able to match these things, you know, from what you've learned to now to say hey, what we that knowledge that we uh, you had in the military that you used in the military is still applicable to your everyday life. And, you know, you teach me something new every time like I said. Uh but uh but anyway, uh like I said, it's gonna wrap this episode up, guys. Um if you like this episode, please like Share, subscribe. If you're on Rumble, hit the weird little Rumble button. I think it's a light button, but I'm not sure. If you're on Spotify, subscribe to our Spotify channel, uh, Mediocre Dads. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we'll do whatever Apple Podcasts does. I don't really know what it does, to be honest with you, if you like or subscribe it. But do the thing that it asks you to do. And, and of course, go watch our other videos, guys. We talk about a lot of different stuff. You know, our conversations get really deep, uh, as they did today. I don't... They might not... You might not see that from from through a camera lens, but I promise you like these are, these are genuine feelings and emotions that we're going through and things that we're going through in a every everyday life to bring to you guys. Um, but anyway, I'm <laughs> Kwan that's Great. Josh and that's mediocre dads. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs>